Do your feet sweat in work boots? If you struggle with sweaty feet, you need the best-selling Camel City Mill Lightweight Work Sock. You'll have dry, comfortable feet as their sweat-wicking merino wool is 35% better at wicking moisture compared to polyester socks. Plus, a 10-year durability guarantee thanks to their proprietary Ironside Merino Wool and Nylon Fortified Heel and Toe. Your feet won't hurt and recover faster because of the compression in the arch and calf, which helps circulation through a full 14-hour shift. Expect all-day comfort, even with steel-toe boots due to the extra cushion in the toe. These socks are completely USA-made in North Carolina. Order ship within 24 hours, and anything over $50 ships for free. To get your socks today and see how insanely durable these socks actually are, go to CamelCityMill.com and use the code DIESEL15 and get 15% off your first order. Remember, use the code DIESEL15 for 15% off your entire order at CamelCityMill.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another Sweat and Grime. You got Brian, Rick, and Matt here in the studio, and on the phone tonight. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to correct me on the pronunciation of your last name. It's Caesar Alcala. 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 Oh shit! Smooth. How many times do you use that a week when you uh, go to the bar, out, uh, hang out with some ladies? That was the first time he's been able to use it. I go to. I go to the bar, but I can't drink because I'm 20. Oh yeah. Damn. Mother. (laughs) You can serve. Yeah. That's true. You can can serve. And he'll call you. And that's the beauty of America, right there. So have you tried that yet? No, I mean, basically, when the bars are so busy, like, they don't even ID you so much. <laughs> well, we weren't going to go there. there. You're throwing yourself under the bus. That's all right. Ain't no one going to say anything. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Caesar, tell us a little bit about it yourself. I mean, I know about you because you and I have been going back and forth for a while, but nobody else does. So, give us a history on you. All right. So, basically, I'm just a 20-year-old kid currently right now as a junior superintendent at a general contractor that builds custom homes and i am half time in college as well so i do night school i do night school so after work i go straight to school so busy schedule but it's it's worth it it'll pay off in the long run brother oh 100 now i will say that was like the shittiest background story ever can you (laughs) Tell us how you came to be. That was the brief. Now we're going for the deep dive. Time is done with this podcast. Reverse, throw the cliff notes out. We went on the whole thing. Time time we're done with the podcast, he might not even be fucking going to college. Right, right. Well, I hated college. I hated school, so school wasn't my thing. So I grew up in the suburbs. My dad's in the trades. My whole family's in the trades. So my dad's a union and a concrete guy. All right. So he's so he's a finisher. He does he specializes in those logistic buildings like Amazon warehouses. They pour over a million square feet a day, oh, yeah. pumping wow. and lasers, shooting. Yeah. So he runs his crew, and I've always grown up to look on. He's my right hand man, basically, and he's my best friend. He taught me everything about the trades, and he's the guy I am now because of him. You know. Oh, that's and a good story. Bas- yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically. I used to live in the suburbs and in sixth grade, I moved to a farm because my dad has a horse. So we used to rent stables and obviously that gets pricey over time. So why not buy a farm? Sixth grade, I moved to a farm and it's, this place was a joke. This was a, and everything had to be done. Yeah. 
the house needs to be remodeled, everything. Are you cutting cocaine back there? What's, yeah, what what's going on noise? in the background? <laughs> oh, it's my pen because I have ADHD. Oh, okay. so I right, right. Well, yeah, can you, I can you grab something else, by the way? <laughs> my fault. My fault. Is it that bad? Yo, it's horrible. <laughs> Get your hand off my penis! Sorry, sorry. I used to be in your sorry, shoes sorry. back in grade school. I just just can't stop. You gotta move, move, move. Just don't make any pauses when you're doing something else. Okay, so basically, I'll try to. That goes back to my high school days. Speaking of ADHD so I hated school yep I hated it so much so it wasn't my thing but I always outsmarted it so basically previously in a podcast Matt was speaking about how he used to go separate classrooms yeah. I would purposely go into those classrooms because I knew they gave me the answer so I was Bingo. always finessing the system always thinking outside the box you know so I would get into arguments with teachers because just me being a smart ass and telling them about books and stuff like that and was i was basically a troublemaker as soon as i got home it was time to work with my hands and that's why i enjoyed it so much yeah but at the same time me being a first generation student here i had a lot of pressure on me and my dad wanted me to go to college because he literally started from the bottom as a laborer and worked his way up into a foreman position so basically uh he wanted me to go to college and there was no doubt about that for sure. So I was scared to tell him I wanted to go to the trade because obviously who doesn't want to, they always want their kids to go to school. Want to do better. Yeah. yeah. Right. Obviously, you know, but I was just scared. You know, I was like, Oh, I was, what should I tell him? You know, like slowly, but surely I was like easily creeping up and telling him. So like, what other position is there? Are there because I was a sophomore, you know? So I would run machines here and there at the farm. And I was like, I genuinely like running machines all day, you know? Yeah. And that's where I got a passion for operating a machine. Yeah. And that's when I found you on Instagram and then I DM'd you. And that's when we started speaking about what should I do? Any tips? So and so on forward, you know. And how but long during, ago was that? Because you said three years ago. I don't think it's been three years, has it? I think it has. Is I it really? Yes. No shit. Flies, That's pretty fun, yeah. You're going to have to rewrite your longest subscriber story. I here, know. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I had not. It sure doesn't feel. Yeah. I, I was guessing like a year and a half, maybe two years. No. But, I mean, does that sure. does that give you like a little uh, creeping feeling? Creeping? Yeah. Like because he uh, was underage at the time. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> He was 17 years old. Let's that's just true. Onto you. No, yeah, no, no. Well, yeah, that's right. Because I, that's the key to this is you've got to put your presence out there so they approach right. you. <laughs> yeah. Now, Caesar, what are you going to school for now currently? Construction management. All right. Currently and right now. Is that How a far? bachelor's program or associates or? That's a certification. Right. So I didn't do the gen eds for this course because obviously I don't want to go through all that. Yes. Yeah. You know, but. Basically, I'm just taking the classes I need, like blueprint reading, even though it's just basically a refresher. All right. And at the end of the day, you're going to have that piece of paper and that piece of paper talks to everyone, you know? Correct. And that's what, you know, so that's why I'm basically doing it. But throughout high school, as I wanted to get into trades, there was no elective. So I clashed with high school a lot yeah. because I, I want the only class you could do was woods and you build a table and that's yeah. the whole semester and the whole year. And it would take forever because my building treats teacher 
wouldn't have can't trust kids nowadays because you give them a miter box and you gotta make sure they're not cutting their hands yeah. off yeah, yeah. So i mean that's a pretty really good watching. way that's a pretty you, good that's way to how get. you weed out the dumb ones and that's what i was gonna <laughs> get <Yeah>. well survival <laughs> of the fittest well paul just right. lost a fucking hand he ain't Darwin's gonna make it today why are you the way that you are <laughs> <laughs> so i got involved into this program called the work program so i would leave school every day around 10 ish and go straight to work yep. yeah so that's when i got my first official construction job that was not working for my dad when we did side jobs on the weekends like for concrete work you know yeah. that's and, awesome and what kind of work were you doing was this dirt work or were like rough carpentry what were you doing yeah we were i was a carpenter okay so we were doing i was being taught you know yep so i learned a lot so basically i started from the bottom decks remodel jobs and framing a house from the from the top to bottom you know yeah. bottom to top yeah yep. and i did that for i'd say i think a year and a half and a year and a half and i learned a lot obviously yep. and my in the back of my head was i still want to be an operator this is not really helping me but at the same time i am getting knowledge so i went to a landscaping company from there because that's when you want to operate machines obviously so yeah kind of here they are they got them yeah exactly so so back up before we go any further do you think your carpentry experience looking back on it helped you in in kind of getting into the trades in general and and for someone who just went into the dirt world after high school do you think you would have gotten some knowledge that would have translated for sure, yes. I mean, just simple little things as reading a tape measure accurately. Because I yeah. keep in mind, I was a junior in high school. You gotta read grade and stuff like that. Just numbers and yeah. adding. Because carpentry is a lot of math. It and is tons just, of math. It goes tons of math, and then you know, in the dirt world, a lot of shoveling. <laughs> with yeah, math, it is a lot of shoveling. Yep, with <laughs> oh, math, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We got fucking four more feet to dig. Yeah, son Ooh. of a bitch. Right. Yeah, and they yeah, said there's so like, two gas lines here. Right. <laughs> yeah, so like other stuff that's like frost lines. So we did decks, and obviously over here in Illinois, it's ours forty two inches, and you learn just basic stuff that you will carry with you forever. Mm-hmm. So without a doubt, carpentry I think was a good foundation for sure. Yeah, and. Now, it what just, was the trans? Then, what was your transition from? Obviously, you were probably carrying two by fours and lumber and saws and drills and hammers around to getting uh, into the landscaping side. What was like the first day on the job? What was it even like going in there blind? As a carpenter? Yeah, it's a labor. Okay. Oh, so basically, the good thing about this was that it was a very small company, so there was four of us only, and the owner boss would work with us so we were still growing as a group so i got hands-on very quickly you know so i carry the lumber and whatever i carried i was going to use it i was going to frame it so i learned right away so that that was a huge up for sure because obviously there's some days where i carry more wood and i you know but <laughs> either how much wood did you carry with four men on the job well the bigger thing uh, is how much wood could you fit in your hands <laughs> oh dude right Triple there lvl you know <laughs> these guys are never gonna grow so, up so no, listen man ever. listen right there dude i just had to go i went to the fucking dentist today to get a cavity drilled out and i am sitting there and i won't name the dentist and all that kind of stuff 
Uh, they did a fantastic job on my mouth, and I am sitting there. <laughs> yeah, I am sitting there. They're they're numbing, they're drilling, and it was kind of fucking awkward, dude. That there was another man that was an assistant with his hands in my fucking mouth. Get your hand off my penis! Good looking uh, nursing aide. No, 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 we didn't have none of that. Hygiene, and we sorry. get home, dude, and I am not. Don't take it the wrong way. In the men at all. <laughs> But the way he touched me. <laughs> the I, don't I don't have any don't like sexy time music on going? my buttons here. This is I don't know. Show, I, yeah. not, not the Rick's teeth pulling. Dude, and I'm sitting there and my wife addresses the question. She's like, oh, so you had uh, so-and-so like, I'm like, yeah, the dude had his hands in my mouth. And I'm like, have you ever seen a dude go to the bathroom and not wash his fucking hands? And her eyes just got like fucking extremely big. And I'm like. His hands were in my fucking mouth, dude. They I wear gloves. gloves. Yeah, they wear gloves. Yeah, they but still, gloves. dude, still, you still got to grab the fucking glove and put it over on your hand. And I'm like, oh all I can think about is why they're doing dental work in my mouth. Is like, this dude probably just fucking walked here from the pisser, dude. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I do think oh, they have Rick. standards, Rick. I think your Harley ride uh, got your head today. <laughs> no, I actually had to go for a... Uh, Win therapy ride to get that fucking memory out of my yeah, brain. Right. So, anyways, back to you, Caesar. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it just it right. happened today. So where was I? I don't even know. I don't even know. I so, we were, so we were talking about you moving over into the landscape world. Yeah, from- so what was it like getting into the landscaping world? Was it anything you expected, or was it... Was it oh, yeah, fucking well, so hard work. I did yard work. Well, we have ten acres here, so it's it was nothing that I haven't done before. Yeah. It's just more of a production line, you know, more of a organized matter, you right. know. But yeah. the thing I take I take in the most is me working with people or triple my age and getting to know those people, you know, like it's crazy to me. I was the kid, you know, the everyone calls me the kid. So right. I was I grew up with people that have kids that are my age so and they always compare me and then like you learn a lot you know being oh, a yeah. people's person like working with individually one by one and you get to know them and you learn makes me street smart i guess you could say not yeah, you learn really good life lessons a lot very i never take those for granted at all i work with 60 year olds i've never have worked with someone that's been my age or at least two years older than me. Everyone has been 37 and up. Yeah. And Wait, you're saying 37 is old. Well, welcome Fuck to you, the bro. trades, man. There's, a, there's no one in the well, trades I'm, that's your age. I remember those days. Old, now all of a sudden I they're get older asked than me, age you know? I am. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I'm old. We're old, <laughs> man. Like we were talking to someone the other day and I mentioned to Melissa that they had a teenage son and she's like, what? And I was like, Melissa, we're old. Yeah. yeah. We can have 20 year old kids now. Yeah. We're, we're not young people anymore. Dude, when we go out to eat at the bar, I feel fucking awkward. I'm like, I look over and the kid ordered a beer. I'm like, Terry, no way that fucker even drove here. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I'm coming to those guys that eat by five and I'm gone. So from, from like, where did you go from your landscaping days? Like, or what did they give? What did you learn from them? Do you yeah, learn? What did you to, learn? Yeah. Good one. Uh, awareness on machines because nice. I would drive more machine obviously so yep. hand arc and coordination and stuff like that you know I mean I would do it here in the farm because that's what perks of living in the farm you do a lot of sorts of stuff with the skids here and stuff like that well, but you really don't care we, what's around you 
Oh no! After your dad starts screaming at you, that's a whole different story. <laughs> what kind of awareness did you have to worry about and pay attention to so, that, that you learned? Sprinklers, bee boxes, stuff like that. So just stuff that you have to look out that you you won't see in a job site. So I always picture in a job site when you you go in there blind, obviously. But after a while, it's different for landscaping. After a while, you memorize where stuff is, but. I know for the earth moving, you go in there, obviously there's jewelry, but there's, there's always blind spots. You don't know, you know, white spots and stuff like that. So that's why I take it in and then I, I, I'm a sponge. I absorb everything I can and I could and skid steers. And then that's when I got introduced into snow plowing, snow removal. So I did skid steers and trucks and salting. And I was excited. I loved it. It was my first year in the man. I was like, working 20 hours shift it's like, fun for the first day. season and after that oh, you're yeah. just then you hate your life yes mm-hmm. i yeah. remember my first plow truck and i'm like this is so cool and then all of a sudden it was like the next winter, how about like, new you go crazy to dutch bastard like, like i get those phone calls at midnight mm, yes plowing till yeah. nine in the morning then you gotta yeah. go to work and fix people's houses yeah. afterwards yeah. and that's just fucking great well, yeah. yeah fuck it yeah. fuck that so where'd you go after landscaping after landscaping i was like I need to grow. I want to because my ultimate goal was to go in the commercial world. So I applied for this big contractor company that does road construction as a laborer. So I could work my way up to a machine operator, obviously. And I did not meet the deadline because I applied a month too late, but the CEO got a hold of me and she told me that her husband knows a company that is a custom home builder and that's where i currently work right now as a junior superintendent right now and taking from managing to being a worker so like being a let's hands on it's new to me still Mm -hmm. you know even though i've been working here for a year because i've always been the worker you know the employee like you know like telling being told what to do and then me telling people, older people, what to do is kind of tough because I want to tell you what needs to be done, but at the same time, they're triple my age. And yeah, they already know, son. I know what I'm doing. Always an awkward dynamic when you're when you're having to. So how do you approach it? Yeah, being you. Well, I mean, obviously, I create a bond with them because obviously, I want to learn about what the, their trades are. You know, I don't. I'm not that senior superintendent just yet. That are like tell you what to do. And then they leave, you know, I, cause I want to learn too. Cause they, obviously they know more plumbing than I do. You know, they know sure. more drywalling than I do. So I want to learn at the same time, but at the same time, don't beat the one that's under him, you know? Yep. Exactly. No, the best so, advice I can, all, I can tell you is do exactly what you just said. You know, you get on their level, you listen, you learn, you watch, you see, but start to implement, implement, looking ahead so you now you know what's going on and then you see things that fumbled through the projects you know like oh shit i didn't plan ahead and now our our electrician can't come because this isn't ready our plumber can't come because of this or our tile you know you know then you're like oh i got a plan three weeks out three week look aheads you know so on and so forth which i'm sure what what are your what as a junior superintendent what are your daily tasks you know that you're given so, These nuts. I, <laughs> Poor man walking up the stairs again. Focus, friend. Focus. Sorry, the buttons are here and they're calling to me. <laughs> right. So I currently shadow two 
superintendents in there. I'm their right hand man. So I have a company truck and I go to all of their job sites, check on the trades, make sure if they got everything they need, if any questions needs to be answered, like basic ones I could answer or if something critical that, cause we're dealing with homeowners here. So oh, yeah. we can't make, so, and we're building multi-million dollar homes, 4,000, 5,000 square feet. So it goes down to the last penny because these people are spending millions of dollars on homes and they want to get their money's worth for sure. Right, definitely. Right. So I carry my clipboard around, take notes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, from, sir. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, the like, those are the always the pickiest yeah. customers too. It's the ritzy ones. Oh, that it's, want it just it's a nightmare. Right. Yeah. It's a night because it's, and obviously with this COVID hitting the supply and demand, we yes, getting cabinets from are. Italy and then, and then they ship and there's a door missing and like, it's a disaster for sure. Everything has to be controlled properly. We call it controlled chaos is what we yeah, call it. That's, that's, well, that's yeah. basically you the trades. It won't ever go away. Yeah. You are, that you are controlling chaos. Yeah. You just get right, better at so, it. I don't care how much you plan, but your, your plan always fails, but you just plan for the next plan and that was fail. right so we actually i made a video this past summer when i was out in minnesota on that that exact topic so we were out on carson's job we were doing the subdivision job and it was literally every morning you show up and you get 10 minutes into the day and all of a sudden you got to yank everyone out of the equipment totally revamp because someone didn't show up to work or one of the trucks went down or we had rain last night our dump sites out of commission you know it's every single day there's 15 different you know, wrenches that get thrown into your day. So yeah, along the lines of what Matt said, that'll never go away. You yeah. just, like Rick said, you just get better at dealing with it over time. Right. Right. For sure. So I, like I said, we, and then sometimes obviously there's, I got to pick up the slack. Sometimes it's like a small wall that needs to be framed or yeah. padded out. I could take it. I got, I have the van. I have the tools. I don't have to, I don't want to waste the carpenter's time from the job that he's building in the other site. Yep. For him for to come all the way over here when I could do it myself. So obviously that's that's huge. Like yeah, I was gonna say that probably know. earns you a ton of respect too, doesn't yeah, because it? Because at the end of the day, I used you know, when I first started out, I was like, No, this is their job, they need to do this. I'm like, but it's literally like a fifteen minute job and I'm calling and complaining and it's like I just right. need to I can just hang this piece of drywall and be done. The taper will come tomorrow, right. you know, instead of costing this guy two, you know, two grand to ship a guy over to do a five dollar job. Yeah. You yeah, know, he already got the check, so dude. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think right. from you know my you know 12 years as a superintendent, you know, I don't think I ever stopped being a working superintendent, if that makes sense. You know, right, I was yes. always, so, I was pushing a broom. I was picking things up, helping deliver stuff, helping build stuff, you know, because at the end of the day, no crew comes with the right amount of manpower. So it's like, man, I'm sitting there doing plumbing. I'm sitting there doing, you know, you know, electrical right. poles, you know, it's, it's fun though. Cause you're learning, you know, right, but, man, I, 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 I always look forward to that day. Just being that senior superintendent, like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, getting the job done. So like, Todd, no, no. You know, at the same time, though, I look around at the three of us, and then we got Caesar on the phone talking about his pen, having ADD and everything. Most guys in the trades that are really successful can't sit still. No. And I think that's why we are successful is because, I, you know, I'm the same way. I can't sit still. I can't I can't sit in my loader and watch a freaking laborer struggle with a roll no. edge drain. Like, I'm out there helping him. It's just there's right. something about not being able to sit still. I can't. I can't watch yeah, it. Yeah, when you apply it by going and doing, not only does it earn you clout on the job, but 
that's that's where you start moving up the food yep. chain quick. So, so Todd, what kind of what kind of problems is he go, is he going to run into that he's not even seeing expecting yet? I'm not going to give him the heads up. He's going to learn on his own. Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying like a big de- a no. big decision kind of problem. But what kind of problems is he going to run into? There'd be like that weather. aha moment on a job. Did site. you say leather? Did, weather. The, weather. Okay. Weather. okay. Weather. I was like, you can never ever be ready for weather. No. What That's kind of job one. site are you running? No, down I would there? say you know the biggest <laughs> thing you know that I always learned is that you know in the beginning I was not you know plant. They put a lot of responsibility on me. And my senior superintendent that I was working under was not doing his job, but at the same time he was doing his job, but wasn't telling me, you know, so it was complete chaos, but he was trying to make me take, you know, the bull by the horns and, you know, this last second he'd be like, Hey, what about that schedule? We got to plan ahead. You know, so planning is always key, Mm, you know, always just like whether you're doing a paper, if you're doing an Excel spreadsheet, you know, whatever you guys use, always just look ahead, you know, and you know, the second you make that look ahead, you're already making the next look ahead. You know, right. you're always playing. And then you can just, it, it makes things just so much simpler as when you have it in one spot and you can just follow it. And at the end of the day, everyone will praise you, you know, for helping the job go smooth, you know. So, but also talk to each one of your foremen, you know, from all your subs, just get in their head. And then maybe once a week, if you guys probably already do this already, but like just always have a powwow together because, you know, you, one guy may tell you, hey, you got to do this. It's like, you know, bring everybody together so that they all can talk amongst each other and be like, hey, can you get this place? Can you start working in this area so it doesn't stop us? You know, and at the end of the day, it's just going to flow, you know. So another piece yeah. of advice I'll give you is go take that as as you progress in your career. Obviously, don't overwhelm yourself. But as you progress in your career, take that even a step further. So you've got your plan A. Then start going through plan A and going, OK, if this doesn't happen in time, what am I going to do? If mm-hmm. this guy doesn't show up, what am I going to do? If this guy doesn't show up, what am I going to do? If if like you were talking about that, that boat comes over and it's missing a door. What am I going to do? And that's really where you kind of take being a foreman or a superintendent to the whole next level is because you're able to pivot. Check inventory. Yeah, you're able to pivot on a moment's notice and you can go, okay, guys, we're totally blowing that plan out. Here's where you're going. Here's where you're going. Here's where you're going. And everything continues to progress because you already had plan B, C, and D in place. Now, Caesar, they're all talking about grabbing the fucking bull by the horns and shit. See, I didn't grab the bull by the horns. I just jumped on his back and let it walk around and see where it went. And those cowboys for eight seconds make a lot of fucking money if you could ride them around. So a lot of them keep their faces wide open too. So they got helmets now. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so, that's how my dad grew up. So like Rick did. So basically, he did. He just jumped in there. He, yep. he he didn't know any better. He didn't have a person to have telling him any information. You know, the only ways to learn from mistakes and you know better or just everything's technique you know how to how to grab the you know the shovel correctly if that makes sense yeah that's great like hammer leverage you know simple little things that add up and make a huge difference to make a job more efficient you know yeah and that's where that's what i take it in is that you know now where do you see this career going is this going to be a long-term career are you looking to change again that's Where? I'm teeter tottering a lot as of right now because obviously in the back of my head, oh. I love mach- like those machines and, and so I got a the owner of the big construction company that got a hold of me got me this job. She offered me a job as a as an operator for a dozer 
and road construction. And obviously I don't want to say no to the opportunity and regret it later. You know? Yeah. No, dude, you're so, you're young. This is the time to like, you know, obviously weigh out all the factors, you know, and if you're capable of making that leap, do it. But, but I will say never burn a bridge. Yes. Like if you're leaving your company, give them, do it the right like, way. Do a, a very nice like farewell right. letter or pull your owner, foreman, superintendents aside right. and explain it to them because right. our industry, it's so big, but at the end of the day, it is it's so really small, small and your name will get dragged through the dirt yeah. depending on how you carry yourself through the leaving of the company Yes, to move on to a ne- right. next career. And, and the economy is not always going to be the way it is right now Correct. where everyone can just jump all over the place and and there's a lot of guys in this industry here in the next couple of years that are going to learn a hard fucking lesson. Yep. But he's right. young enough now. He could jump into yeah. oh, absolutely. multiple careers absolutely. and find right. something yeah, so. that you like. Well, and that's really your struggle, isn't it, Caesar? I mean, really, your struggle isn't what do I want to do? It's of these options, which one do I want to choose? Correct. So, so going back into college, what college really did help was contacts. The schools have these contacts with big, big companies that yep. come to schools looking for people. And I went to Illinois State University for a career fair. And I was comparing myself to these students that the resume was lows. And they saw my resume and they it was stacked, I guess you could say. Yeah. And they were basically fighting over me. So when you get there, it's basically the companies, you're not fighting to get a job with the students but the companies are fighting to get a intern or a worker that's yep. how it's off the the roles have switched yep that's what it's and i've had over 15 offers as full-time jobs as interns and that's awesome. Like, wow that's awesome so i was like and i was like wow i really did just i came there i'm like all right now i know that if i make a bad move or I can I can move more freely, you know. Move yeah, freely you've got from fallback like, you know, options. I mean, the most you know, amazing exactly. thing about our industry is that you know people I talk to that done interns in other you know not the construction industry. You know they do internships for the whole summer or you know four yeah. or five months, and it's unpaid. Yep. Yeah. Unpaid internship. Right. I'm like, are you effing right. kidding me? I know. And then right. I'm like, I'm sitting I think I made, you know, $20 an hour. I was getting a thousand dollars a week for per diem, you know, all these perks, you know, it, so it is amazing, you know, so always check out that, you know, see which one has, if you are going to go into the internship world, which I think at your, at where you're at, man, I wouldn't, I would skip the internship because you're not going to learn anything more. Just go into the, like a role. You know, yeah. Put yourself right, out yes, there and apply for yeah. a job that you want. And keep stacking right. your credentials on yourself because that's what's going to make you set apart regardless of any career that you get into in the trades. The more you right. know and the more efficient you are, I mean, you're going to make yourself right to the top as fast yep. as possible when they start cutting people. So, Well, we'll fill the right. guys in because you and I actually chatted, what, a couple months, two, three months ago about this exact right. subject. So you're, exactly. you're kind of in between a couple real positions and not an internship, right? See, we can't even get to right. the fans only page. So, know, right? 
This is this is wild. We're going to hack. Out here. We're gonna, we're gonna hack I this did system. mention you guys, but Brian did not say anything to you guys. Yeah, he, he, he was holding out on us, bro. Right. He keeps the key to that closet. Just to let you know. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. If I tell them all the details, I'm not going to get a word in on this podcast. They're just going to take over. So I have to keep them in the dark. That's why I keep the iPad right. to myself with the sound effects. He's so much fucking smarter than us, Rick. <laughs> Dude, he, he just you guys said, are playing fucking checkers. I'm so and I've glad been playing from chess. this point on. He's a fucking I have control of the guest and the freaking scale drill. He's a fucking so. dork guy that pushes fucked. buttons. That's like, right. You can't get any better than exactly. this. Exactly. So what are you and Caesar talking about on fans only? It's a, <laughs> you know what? If you pay for that content, I'll let you know. <laughs> How much you want? I got the money right here. It's twenty dollars a month, Rick. It's very affordable. Well, I'll give you a sixty right now. Backdate it. Let's go. There you go. All right, guys. On the air, Caesar and Brian. Fans All right. only. All right, Caesar. What you what you got? Let fill the guys in on where you're at in your career. So currently, right now, I wait. What is? Oh, so basically, I was gonna set up a meeting with my boss, the owner of the company, and let him know if I could transition over to that. Yeah, company to the dirt that side. Her wife to yep. the dirt side or moving side. So, oh, so the company you're uh, with now has a sister company that does. So the correct. owner's wife so owns the sister company. Oh, correct, correct. Yes, there's a is a union contractor. The owner's wife is do, his sister. Uh, <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Can we explain that one? You done messed up, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, I just messed up all the listeners' brains right now. <laughs> So, so did you did they, you have that talk with him that discussion? I have not because something happened at work which was kind of a big deal for us because it happened for the first time. Uh, so basically, what happened was we usually deliver our plumbing fixtures to Caesar the house. Caesar showed up on time. <laughs> <laughs> I always show up on time. <laughs> gotta get that dig in. Right. Sorry. All right. So plumbing fixtures got stolen from the job site, oh, shit. and it was worth like nine thousand dollars like toilets and everything sinks everything we got sweep swept like bad and it's never happened before and we are because obviously this is the first time we have had this has happened to us and two weeks prior to that we were talking about squatters they ain't like you know they're, they're not gonna happen this this is never gonna happen because we're considered yeah. the rich city quote unquote you know this nothing's gonna happen so they entered gotcha, the bitch. back door. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so they entered the back door, and we all think it's an inside job because it wasn't a forced entry. Oh. And so the back door was left open, and it was left unlocked, and the footsteps are right because it's the wet season. It's still going to be wet out, so yeah. there's mud all over. So the cops got there and obviously trying to file paper paperwork you know and then fingerprinting that's another thing and then obviously there's multiple tracing there so everybody's fingerprints is on yes exactly so it's not going to get us anywhere but the front neighbor has a ring camera pointing towards the house so they got the car the plot thickens (laughs) correct so did you find that camera on your own uh yes so obviously looking for clues obviously yes so see you got your only fans content right there the back door was left open during the wet season and mud got all over the floor that's what i (laughs) that's what i was getting at all right 
I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the edge. Okay, come on, I'm come sorry. On. This, well, that, this is how we build yeah. the anticipation. Well, why don't yeah. you pull down the back door and get in the mud season right. too, right? <laughs> All right. So, so where are you guys at was, now and in the, in the investigation? You know the car. So we got the video, but the ring quality of the video is not clear. So you can see barely the car in the license plate, but they paid a company to make the video itself very clear so mm -hmm. you actually can read the license plate so we're in that process of waiting for that video to get sent back to us and these guys are pressing charges we have an idea of who think it is because we think it's the demo guys because they gutted the place before anyone else and we got always get the plumbing fixtures deliver early because obviously supply and demand we don't know where we're going to get um they say a date and it's not very accurate and we tell these customers we're going to have this house done by this date and we live by that and that's how we get our our jobs and you know reputation and stuff like that so we we, we don't take that much risk in deliveries so basically we're just waiting to see if those guys are actually the guys you know because there's people this company subs out their workout so they're in and out with a lot of people yeah. so that's there's what no track you think it is yeah and obviously no with that being said we, so like this happened now you guys aren't you guys have told the homeowners right <laughs> yes oh for sure there were, right. he was there all right that, that i'm just sitting there, like listening to what you're saying i'm like wait you guys haven't even like have you guys you guys have already reordered everything because at the end of the day yeah i hope like you guys are a big company with multi-million dollar homes you guys are building this should be you know nine grand that's that's pennies you know let's move on let's get it done we'll figure this out and then right. that's why we have insurance right? yeah well they only took half of it so nine oh. grand is what they took yeah so yeah. well i'm just i'm got, just saying yeah yeah, right. Which, yeah by the way caesar just on a side note uh i don't have anything like super oh, scientific CIA. <laughs> but if you want to send that video over, I do with my software that I use to edit the YouTube videos. I have the ability to actually go in there and sharpen up images significantly. If you want me to take a crack at it and I can absolutely get that to you in a matter of a half hour. Yeah. What's the reward payout? Yeah. Well, that's, that's their pain. Now. I'm not paying that, but oh. I'll, I'll keep that in for sure. So I'll, yeah. I'll let them know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So Just half of the recovery, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what other projects are you working on right now besides okay. being a CIA agent? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to break ground in March for Michigan home and New Buffalo up by you guys. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a summer, summer house for this older couple. couple. So their, their backyard is actually Lake Michigan, which yeah. is, insane so they have an infinity pool and well actually if, right. if you obviously don't live on a lake that's the front yard the, the yeah. if your house is on a lake <laughs> yeah, that, yeah the lake is a front yard it's not the backyard bro <laughs> right right, right yeah, you right. ain't from michigan here dude where is new buffalo no i'm not new buffalo is the borderline of as soon as you pass like yeah it's like the Saint, indiana yeah, border the, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So. Like like Michigan three, City, yeah, right, yeah, just correct. a little yep. past Gary, Indiana. Gary, oh shit, great Indiana. place! Dude. Oh my yep. lord, that's that's a, beautiful. Oh, that's a town there, murder capital of the world. So, yeah, so, so when do you plan on approaching the boss man to say, yeah, I "Hey, say, I know you just got ganked for was, nine grand, but I'm it's not I'm your fault. Take it off. This is plumbing. Nine grand. <laughs> oh, don't let that. Absolutely. Don't let that steer you away I, from one hundred percent chasing your dream. Kind of spook him like. Oh, you just got robbed and you're leaving already. And I, you know, that's why oh, I, was like, gotta, I wasn't give it a month. I wasn't going to give it dun, 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 oh, oh, full circle. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was, it was Caesar. We give it, it, a, give it a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so we can bury it all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of confession you want to put on the podcast right now, Caesar? <laughs> not none at all. None at all right now. <laughs> Plead the fifth, baby. Plead the fifth. <laughs> so where are you going from here? So from here, I want to obviously from there, they will sponsor me to become an apprentice, obviously, because I won't be a full on operator. And then from there, full on. So I'll transition over to an apprenticeship so I can go to the training side. Caesar, you getting hungry? Florida. You've been over there no, smoking weed this brother. whole time and now you're firing up a hot pocket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, the office is so close by. I live in a ranch home, so the home is so small. So you can hear everything. You know? This is great. We've I don't know that we've had a, this active of a background in one of our podcasts yeah, yet. Right? We're going to have to order some fucking pizza. Dude, they've been, they've been doing lines of cocaine in the background, smoking yeah. a little weed. Now they're firing up Hot Pockets and popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, is it your intention? Are are you still leaning pretty hard towards going over on the dirt side? Yes, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And are you wanting to go be an operator? Are you going to try to kind of move into that foreman position? Yeah, operator foreman position in the future for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I want to be a foreman. I a lot of people say they see that on me, obviously, because at the same time having your own group of people and telling them with you and I'm getting used to that as well. Natural born leader. That's it. Right. Now being right. 20 years old, what is it that attracts you into the dirt industry? I'm still a kid, man. I like big machines. Right. <laughs> You know what? I'm, he never left the sandbox. I'm significantly older than you, and I also like... love the big machines. I just went All out right. to a job yesterday because they had a big forestry mulcher, and Dude, I was like, I'm going to go see that. I was 15 <laughs> minutes too late. I was so pissed. I, I was like, dude, I'm in this area. I I, I kind of secretly planted in my brain that I I, I knew I, make it was, I didn't have enough way. time to get there. And I'm like, with gas being as expensive as it is, I should not be doing these stupid adventures. And I showed up and they're all packing shit up. I'm like, yep. damn it. Yep. 20 minutes, man. <laughs> Until next time. It's all right. It's all right. So uh, eventually the, the, the plan is after you get some operating time, kind of move into a foreman or superintendent role. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, we do. My dad's going to be retiring from the union as well. And he wants to make his own little company just for him to be continue to be busy at his own pace. So I'll, he wants to continue on that. So obviously he needs to be, you know, working still. Cause he always says after, after I retire, I'm going to die. You know, yeah. like he, he, his blood flow has to be moving. So oh, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So many guys in the trades that way. Yeah. So, we had a buddy of my best buddy. He's an iron worker. He passed away like three years ago. He retired. He was freshly retired. And it was like, wow, like what, like crazy how you live your whole life and you basically just. Dude, your body gets on a time cycle. And yep. when you break that time yeah. cycle, you know, I was right. just talking to somebody like daylight saving time, I guess like kills like, like a thousand people like the first day. Like it's just like, you know it's what? because it messes Have with their schedule. Have you guys heard? That the the Senate has, for one of the only times in its history, unanimously passed a bill to kill daylight savings time in 2023. It'd be great. Yes. Really? I'm so very excited Dude, about being this. Being a parent is the worst. It you is. Know, it's terrible. I'm like, so the time this podcast airs, yeah. April Fool's. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's one of the only bills that was unanimously Dude, passed. Arizona's the only one that stuck it out and was like, F you all, I'm not... 
Oh, yeah. And now it. everyone hates Arizona because we all have to work around, okay, what, is it three hours difference or two hours Well, we should, we should yeah. get on the fucking uh, ball yeah, here. We, we need to drop it. It's yeah. so fucking out of date and pain in the ass. So no. I do. No, go ahead. You Caesar. have an official question. Go <laughs> Caesar, ahead. Caesar, you're talking about getting yeah. in the dirt industry. You've obviously listened to the podcast. What's your opinion and your thoughts being at a young age going union or non-union? Oh, so obviously my dad's been in union his whole life. So there's a lot of ups and downs to it, obviously. So growing up, obviously the big side is the the wages. Big difference for sure, obviously. Absolutely. But as far as working goes, we always have told work your way up to it. Because working with big contractors, you're going to be just a number yep. at the end of the day. Correct. And... I've worked, learned, so my dad teaches me how to grade at the farm. So basically basic steps. And if so when someone's, when you're in a big contracting company, so you don't rely on no one, you know how to do it. Don't be asking just, it makes you look like down, but at the same time you're up, you know, but if you know what I mean, I, yeah, I no, elaborate, I'm, I'm totally you want to elaborate, you. you know, yeah. yep. you know, I, I will say this, Caesar. We've been talking your words. We've been talking for three years because apparently I've gone senile and can't keep track of time. But it happens at our age. It does. It does. But I will say your old man raised you right in a lot of ways because from the very onset of when you and I started talking, one thing that has always been apparent is you have a lot of wisdom that is beyond your years, and you can tell that that is generational. That's your dad passing that knowledge yes. down to you and a lot of what you're saying right. about the union is dead nuts things you've said about learning the basics before you jump into that seat dead nuts um right. you're you're you need to give your dad some solid kudos after this because he is he has done a fantastic job mentoring right. you yeah so grow up growing up with him obviously he grew up with boomers and that's what he how he learned so he's teaching me that as well so he's very strict obviously straightforward and his patients are very low so i'm that's always most thinking guys in the trades yeah, that's a tradesman yeah. and i'm the replica of him so basically i'm the same ways in that work so like i'm very competitive at work i've always wanted to be the best and when there's a new guy I, I i'll teach you but at the same time i'm not teaching I'm you what i know you, you know yeah. exactly you yep. know you know, so I'll teach you because we're working together. So make our job easier for that task. But I'm not going to go that extra mile for you. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff you you can't learn by someone telling you. You've got to make the mistakes. You've got right. to learn the hard way. So you really understand the lesson. Most definitely. Now, would you right. lean in after you watch them struggle for about a half hour, hour and give them a couple pointers? Yes. Yes. That's the trade. At the end of the day, you're this teamwork, you know. You yeah. gotta you gotta yeah. go bad days without them knowing what's going on, you're all gonna fail. Yes, you and, know, and right. the trades, it you takes gotta a go. team to build, you know, whatever you're doing. Right. You know, make the right. world go round. So I do wanna back right. up to something you mentioned way back in the in the podcast when we first got rolling. You mentioned that your dad really wanted you to go to to college. Have you talked to your dad about why he felt that way? Now that you're kind of in the trades, you're clearly seeing success. Why, why did he have that mentality? Cause I would see him like come home and his back, you know? Yep. Yeah. You know, his body, his body, but his, 
he has the that why that he keeps to push him, you know? Yeah. And that's why he wanted, he doesn't want me to, he didn't want me to go on trades at all, at all. So basically, so it's like, go, go, go to college. So you don't do this, you don't do that. You know, like every other parent would tell you, that's why you go to school. Yeah. You know, but I was like, dad, I want to get into the trades, you know? And that's when I opened my head. I'm like, there's other careers. Like operators are not, not always on the shovel at the end of the shovel, but yeah. They're sitting in a cab and sometimes it's heated, sometimes it's not, but you're, it's not that hard on your body. So, and then that's when I got introduced to superintendents and he would show me his contact and stuff like that. So that's when then I realized there's, there's more than just hard work in construction, you know? Yep. Yep. There's a lot of branches for sure, but I was just so blind a lot of as being a worker. Correct. Yeah. Utilize your assets. Well, and yeah. it's funny, the reason I asked this, I actually had this conversation earlier in the week with some students that that had reached out and they were they were doing some investigating and kind of talking about the trades. And we had this specific discussion. Why is it that so many tradesmen still push their kids to go to college? And I think there's I think there's two reasons. The the first one is most tradesmen have no idea that most of the kids coming out of college don't have any real earning potential because there's so many college graduates. Correct. They, because we're right. our, our side Everyone's of the world it. is so different than the college side of the world. So I think that's part of it. And and two, because a lot of the, the guys are like your dad, where they have spent the, their entire career either on the end of a shovel or at the bottom of a pipe trench or maybe just running a dozer. A lot of people are totally out of touch with the fact that technology has slowly worked its way into our industry so much that without a college education, like you were saying, Caesar, you don't have to be on the end of a shovel. You can go learn how to fly drones and, and learn how to use the software to calculate takeoffs on job sites. And now you're in the trades, but you're not on the end of a shovel. You're driving around in a white truck, flying drones all over the place, or you can get into the GPS world and start doing files or like, there's so many aspects of the trades that, don't require you breaking your body your yeah. whole career. Right. Well, and so. a lot more people in the trades need to really start valuing what we do and absolutely give yourself some self-worth and appreciate it because Credit. it is a way of life. You know, you do have a family away from family, but you know, he was also pushing it because he wants his son to be able to have kids and be there and go to the games and be there at four o'clock every yep. day and, you know, not miss as much as really we all kind of lack a lot of family life in the trades because we're gone so much. Yeah. And I could see where his dad was coming from, but at the same sense, his dad sounds like raised a great kid, had Absolutely. a great career. He's took care of him. I'm sure he's had food, clothes, you know, did anything he wanted to do. And that right there, I mean, just being in the trades in general, though, we need to start appreciating our craft and the wages that we make because we make some damn good money yeah. debt free. Yep. Right, you Absolutely. go to you go to people that go to college, and then five years, eight years later, they can't even make it in their career, and they end up coming over to the trades because they're making good fucking money. It was yep. a buddy going, dude, come over here, and I'll I'll pay you twenty five dollars an hour to learn. Well, uh-huh. What do you mean? Get over here and grab this two by four. Let's go. I mean, it's what? a fucking phenomenal career. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Without doubt, which goes back to call. I went to community college because. You don't need that four-year big university. 100%. You're taking you're taking the exact same classes you do yes. as as a four-year, which with more debt, you know. So I'm just taking the basic ones that you basically need, you know. 
and I've taken them little by little. So this is my first year in college. So I didn't take as much, but now I know what college is like. So next year I'll add more classes to my schedule. Cause yeah. I know I can handle it. You Correct. Know? Now, have you thought about going to like a heavy equipment school to learn equipment or are you opposed to that? Yeah. So basically if I get sponsored to the union, that's, that's my trade school. They yeah. teach you weekly there. So seven to three. The you apprenticeship program. On a machine, apprenticeship program, yes. Yep. In class and outside of class. But I'm still, it's not going to stop me from still going to college because that's only up with me more than the other guys, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, um, after, after you do your apprenticeship, and obviously you've had some insight on this, what do you want to get into in the dirt world? Is it residential? Do you want to do commercial? Do you want to build roads, bridges? Like, there's sky's the limit, but... Do you got a general direction of what interests you have? Commercial, yeah. Road work, bridges and stuff like that. To, mainly to the excavators and dozers for sure. So, and then obviously this is, I guess you could say government work because it's road construction. Cause, and it's never going to be slow. And no, it's always going to be there. Infrastructure is always going to crumble. Uh, yeah, exactly. So infrastructure is always going to be busy. And me loving the work and I'm young now. And retirement is key. And I spoke, it goes back to being a people person. I spoke to people and they always tell me, invest, save your money, you know, because you don't want to be doing this forever. So since I was 18 years old, I opened my Roth RA. I've been maxing it every year. And good for you. Yeah. So my goal is to retire at 55, but at the same time, still be working like my father, you know? But at the same time, don't be depending on someone else for that paycheck. So I got three retirement accounts. I think it's overkill, but you never can be enough because we don't know what's going on in this future right now. So, Well, you got three more than most people our age. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Having a dad in the trades, obviously he's working a shitload of hours growing up. How right. How do you feel like that's affected you growing up and then has that kind of shaped your perception on what your goals are as you progress in your career? And, and if you plan on having kids, has that shaped kind of how you want your career to look? Right. So I think about that a lot, actually. So I, I work with my dad a lot and he, he works sometimes 12 hour shifts. So having kids, he's always told me to do everything young, do it now do it now but a lot of people tell you at the same time you should be living now but at the same it goes back to who are you as a person do you want to work now or do you want to live now you know yeah some people it goes back to that so i want to do it now so i don't have to worry about it later yeah yeah so that's why my dad he did it he did it later so it's affecting me a little bit because he's gonna retire a little bit later but if i do it now i can retire early so yeah, yeah everything has an effect, you know? So kids and stuff like that. Well, he had kids very young. So that's why he had it to work countless. And then he didn't have back to back to back, you know? So like there yeah. were jumps here and there. I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> you know, but he had it to work. So you, well, you were an afterthought. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. See, this is a mistake. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> Dad's poured poured hardcore into yeah. Caesar. You Dad can tell. worked good on this one. Fuck yeah. So Caesar so funny, you, what funny you're thing doing is that out of four boys, out of four boys, 
I'm the only one that's currently in the trades right now. No shit. Four boys. What's the four yeah, boys? So what's the other one doing? Uh, one of them is a mechanical engineer. He went to that's college on the, good career. The one, the one is in charge of supply and demand for a logistics place. No shit. It's a good career. And my other brother has his just got his CDL right now, so he's a year older than me. Dude, so it sounds like you guys got a family of fucking workers. Homes in a couple yeah, of years. man. You're going to be building all their shit, making much money off Well, them. your dad put the work ethic into that thought. Yeah, fuck, yeah. yeah. Right. So what yeah, your so, dad taught you there about getting into the investments and starting to think early, I think is one of the biggest things in America that we lack as a whole. Absolutely. Talking about this, because guys getting into the trades like your dad's, I don't know, 50? I'd have to guess right around there. Yeah. So yeah. your dad's right yeah. around there. A little bit more. Yeah. That's fine. But he's already passed his knowledge on of I'm working hard, but start a fucking retirement, start investing. Cause your body, if that's your greatest asset in the trades, you're fucked. If it goes down and only fans right. is the same way, your body's your biggest <laughs> wow. asset and you've only got so much time. <laughs> I, I thought it was fans only in Rick's world. Well, fans only. That's my pedestal fan website. So, uh, but what a, what a great concept, great great idea. Now, just to touch on that for a second, with your dad explaining, don't get into the trades and invest money into these retirements and stuff. What have you learned from this concept of what he's been trying to teach you? So. Can you elaborate? Elaborate a little bit more. So he left us all hanging on that one. Total difference. I left myself hanging. We we all were waiting for that one to go somewhere. What what (laughs) did you actually grab from your dad teaching? Don't go into the trades. Invest money into retirement. It's like what was he trying to make you understand? Is you're getting older of not going into the trades with your body? I guess is what I was looking at. So he he would see the people in office jobs. So that's why he always told me that stuff. But I think he regrets saying that not in a bad way, but we created more bond together. I think he's happier. Like I'm like, I'm next to him, you know, he's out there and I'm next to him. He's not alone. You know, he's in a skid steer. I'm in a skid steer. We're both framing something, you know, we're out there together. He's not by himself, you know? So I think that's helped them a lot for sure. And just that's cool. being healthy, you know, stuff like that. So having his right hand man, I'm I'm the youngest, so they always call me the baby or whatever. But I, that's my guy, and I won't trade him for anything, you know. That's well, awesome. You guys are building that. memories, man. I was about to say yeah. that's that's the sort of shit you're gonna look back on when you're 60, 70 years old, and you've got all those all right. solid memories of working with your old man. Like that's, man, that's what the trades are about, right there. That's all awesome. Right. That really is awesome. All right. So and then. And there's a lot to look forward. Like I said, this this farm we first purchased there was very bad condition. We gutted the whole house, and we did everything together. So like you have pictures to look back onto, like before and after fights, arguments, you know, stuff you learn out there. You know, like grading and like you don't do it this way. You know, stuff like that. Everything just you st- it sticks with you because yeah, when you do something at work and you're doing something something close to that you think about it oh that one time that one yeah. time you know oh yeah. that one time you know like it, it, it gives you right. flashbacks you know remember that one time like yeah and like me as a 20 year old i have a lot of that one time moments with these older people when mm-hmm. i'm like i'm just 20 years old and these people are just they they remember the kid you know yeah you know so well i'm gonna tell I'm, you I'm, with that farm 
you're fucking yourself. Because one day, <laughs> one day you're going to have to sell that farm after the old man's gone. That's going to be one of the hardest fucking moments of your life. No, that's when you I just buy it. Either that or you better have some kids that want it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's awesome right though. now because everything, everything's getting built out here. We're, we're, we're in the middle of nowhere, but subdivisions are coming along. Yeah. And, that's and, awesome. Yeah. What right, an awesome so, legacy that your dad's leaving for you guys and then for you to pick up the torch and carry it. And then, you know, the, the generational aspect, I feel like that's one thing that the trades has really lost over the last, you know, 20 to 30 years because 100%. our whole country went to college because everyone said that's the way we were successful. And you had this like two or three generation gap where we didn't have parents in the trades anymore. And, right. and you know, for your family to be carrying that forward, for dad to be passing it to you and for the potential of you passing it to your kids the trades needs to get back into that. Yeah. That was such an awesome aspect of the trades. Well, and I feel that's why there's such a lack in trades is we don't have well, anybody to add anymore. It, right. Showing them how yeah. to get in and showing them yep. the work ethic. Cause if you don't know nothing about this trade and you get into it coming from a different world, you think these people are fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. The way they work, yeah. the hours yep. dark to dark, like, Fuck, we can't yeah, hang we, out tomorrow. We all like, come in super exhausted, and yet we wake up the next day, and we're like, fuck, I'm ready to get back at it. Yeah. That blows white white collar world's mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I can well, tell I'm you like, this. I never felt that way about banking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you can move money with just a click. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. I'm done. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> now, how right. much longer um, is this internship going to continue on with this um, building process that you're into right now? I have a full-time job now. I don't yeah, have full-time. What'd you say? So, so, so junior, I guess he's asking kind of when do you cross over from being kind of a junior superintendent yes, to like full-on where you're running your own crews and everything? Oh, they they want to start that next year because they see the potential in me as a 20-year-old. So mm -hmm. they want to awesome. keep growing, obviously. So I could be an actual superintendent as a 21-year-old and running my own crews and running my own jobs like that. And... I don't want to take that just yet because obviously it goes back to I want to run a dozer, yeah. you know. Yep. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I'm not gonna. I know I'm not gonna burn the bridge, but I, if anything, I'd come back to it because they're. It's a small company. There's only two superintendents and two owners, and then me, yeah. the superintendent. So it's a really small company, and everyone talks to each other. We have our meetings every other week. That's amazing because like, like I would look at it as know? if you were to venture out into the world you're you're thinking about going to and you decide it's not right you're bringing so much more back to you know the table if yeah. you were to return to that company yeah because right. now you've seen it you've seen almost everything that goes right. into building something right right so as me as a 20 year old obviously my friends are in all, all my friends are in college i'm the only one that went into trades of my graduating class Fucking in high loser. school <laughs> me after high school though dude the day we graduated i went full-time yeah. yeah yeah i was yeah so that's that was the day right after i was full-time i uh so COVID hit when i was graduating so i didn't have a graduation and i just got my diploma that's I drove weird to school, i can't got my think diploma. about that i know that I is just, weird but then the again i don't day. really think about my graduation either that's now true but, yeah but still yeah so it was, I don't even know. I think I took a day off 
it was a Wednesday. I took a day off. I went to get my diploma on Thursday. I was working full time. Hey, good, for, good for you <laughs> good for, for you, taking man. the day off. Celebrate that <laughs> yeah, fucking <right>? graduation. <laughs> but you know what? What yeah. a again a beautiful testament to the trades. That's who we are. You take a day yeah. off to celebrate graduating from yep. fucking school, and then you're right back at it. Right. I was always looked at as the weird one because I was the grown up. Because I would talk to my my friends' parents, and they're like, "Wow, you got your." head screwed on right and like that's how you everyone should be right now at this age yeah, I mean, yeah. if you think about it your age you were doing the same thing as me but i feel like our generation is just dropping and dropping it's going and dropping. backwards our expectations are teenagers are just low you know yeah because okay. my, my dad always tells oh when i was your age i did had this already i'm like okay okay i know i know sometimes <laughs> i treat there. my six-year-old daughter like she's 17 well, you know I'm I'm gonna, like, you I'm should gonna, know this it's like you know but i think we one need day, to back up because i, I can tell it, you right now when i was caesar's age i was not doing what he's doing i was quite a fuck off so yeah i, I was i was partying <laughs> pretty hard exactly yeah we've heard your story i was also working <laughs> yeah. right. so let's uh let's shift gears a little bit because we do spend a lot of time on this podcast shitting on college and it's not i do want to be clear it's not that we just hate college in general the problem is we over push it and Correct. so I right. want to talk about you're legitimately going to school to get a certification that's going to materially help you on the job site. And so one of my first questions for you is, are you starting to see in some of your early classes even some things that will translate directly to the job site? Or is it still kind of mostly stuff you just, already knew. Yeah, junk that's filling space? Oh, no, for sure. You will guarantee learn something you didn't know before because it's. A lot of, in the trades, a lot of people skip a lot of steps because they have their own ways and they always done ways that way always. Yeah. And you, in the books, you go down to detail and you learn stuff and you apply it to yourself. So you do use that in the real world. If, like some methods that you didn't even know existed and you could use them in a real life scenario at work. So I'm doing blueprint reading right now. I look, I'm learning about plumbing and then HVAC and then as soon as I learned that the next day at work I pull out my my mechanical prints and I read it and yeah. I'm like oh see you're right it's because right because it's there. real and it works it yeah so, it's legit. So, that's yeah, awesome so right so I mean it college is not bad I mean I've always thought about that but it's not it's not horrible it's just how you use it you know yes. how do you take advantage of it you know that's that's key. And, and sure. you know what I love about the way you've approached it, the, my big my big beef with college is everyone shoves you straight in from high school and they're like, here, you're going to go do this. And then as an 18 year old kid, you're supposed to yeah. somehow figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life and then go find a degree that's going to fit into that. No one knows what the fuck they want to do at 18 years old right, versus the right. way you're approaching it. You've already you've already decided your career path. You know, this is your passion. You know, this is where you want to go. And now you're able to go pursue a degree. And that's part of it, too, is you're pursuing a degree that's actually applicable. Because mm -hmm. I can tell you right. from my my generic business marketing education, I, I have like three terms rolling around in my head from college that apply. And the rest of it was just garbage. Yeah. And that's my that's my big beef with college. But man, what you're doing is is awesome. I love the fact that it applies now. It's relevant information. That's what college should be. Well, and that's right. why we got to get out there in a whole and actually promote to the kids that 
there is other alternatives. Yeah. Like, yes, you like building with Legos when you're a kid and you sit there with your dad or your mom and you build Legos all day yeah. long yeah. and then you tear them down, do it again yeah. tomorrow. That's construction, wow. man. Why do you we drop? Gentlemen, the funny this the day is Democracy Manifest. The classes <laughs> that I fucking hated, and one of them, was, well, didn't hate, but just was like, why am I taking this? And it was art appreciation. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? We, I, I, I sat there, I'm like, all right, I appreciate art, but then also one day, I was put in charge of running a job at the exhibit of the DIA, which is a very, you know, well-known art exhibit in Detroit. And I got to make an exhibit, like a uh, one of the traveling exhibits. We got to do the whole layout, like make it all work as a Monet exhibit. That's, so it was, oh, like, that's awesome. it was like the visual. So, so rad, like being part of that. So I was like, oh man, I guess like the art appreciate Cause I wouldn't yeah. know who the fuck Monet, Monet Dude, was, absolutely. Like, you know, but it was so cool. One of my favorite classes, to be honest. And one of the ones I remember the most was the history of rock and roll, which sounds like a total blow off class. Dude, that's not at the all. Raddest shit ever. It was like, we went all the way back to like, the old slave songs and how they played into the development the of up, rock and roll. And I mean, out. it was just, yeah. and the knowledge I got out of that class right. was just like, holy shit. Well, learning about our what? past and history is yeah. amazing. But why can't business classes Correct. be that way? Yeah. Relevant information that's yeah. applicable, not let's learn a hundred thousand generic terms that you're never actually going to use and right. concepts you're never actually going to yeah. use. Anyway, I'm getting on yeah. my soapbox. I'll, I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how do you like, uh, for, for those of the, my, my question, let me back up. My question is geared towards people who might be following the same path or have a desire to follow the same path as you working and going to school at the same time. What are your thoughts on that? Is it as difficult as people initially think, or is that a pretty manageable workload for you? It's, I've, this term I've used always is it's not work if you love what you do. And it always goes back to that. And yeah. at the end of the day in my head, and I truly enjoy these long days where I start at five in the morning and I finish around four 30, get a quick bite. And then my class is at six and finish at nine 30. Yeah. And you know, what? at the end of the day, it keeps you out of trouble. Work. That's true. Yeah, it, does. it does. It does. But it's, I love it. I, I enjoy these long days, which I look forward to those college days. I actually look forward to college because I'm actually learning something that I You're just going to there do. to meet your wife. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Your future wife. I mean, Full statement. Yeah, like, you know what? I'll tell you this. My I distinctly remember freshman orientation at college. Oh, God, yeah. And my dad threw his arm around me. He's like, you know, there's a good chance you're going to meet your wife here. And it didn't happen at that college because I did, I did the college tour in my six year stint for a four year degree. And, uh, but it was another college. I did meet my wife that I am now married to. And so the, the words came true. So we know what's really going on. Caesar. We, we know what's going yeah, on. Don't blow. <laughs> Didn't we call it back in the day playing the field? Yeah. His class wraps up at seven 30. There's a reason he doesn't get out till nine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, Caesar, what kind of advice would you give somebody younger than you? <laughs> She's going to be listening to <laughs> What kind of advice would you give to somebody younger than you that doesn't have a direct path where they want to go and they haven't even considered the trades yet? What kind of advice would you give them? Try everything you can. Anything yeah, great you can. Advice. I mean, even if it's just once, now you know you don't like it and it's out of your head. You don't have to yeah. think twice about it. That was what I told At my daughter tonight it. at dinner. 
she was being picky. So try everything once. There you go. And that was great advice. Great advice. Yeah, great, great advice. It goes like you guys spoke previously in the podcast that you guys want to go even previously in middle school. And you guys are totally correct correct about that because in middle school, you that's when I started developing like, oh, yeah, like shovel, like big building stuff like that, you know, and I was like, and it slowly grows, slowly grows. And then I actually tried it because I that's when I started living in a farm. And I'm like, I enjoy this, you know, Mm -hmm, I get that reward of something that's up in the air. Like it's something that wasn't there is done. Like it wasn't there before, you know. It's, it's like, tangible. Yeah. You can right. you can see and touch what you did at the end of the day versus a freaking right. spreadsheet of numbers. Like today, we got done I got done working, picked the daughter from school, and a few days ago I bought some six by sixes because we're about to build her tree fort. Oh, that's nice. right. The tree so fort, dude, yeah. We got the spray paint out. We freaking laid everything out to, like she was holding the tape measure, you know, we're making sh- everything staked out. So she learned how to survey and some, you know, yeah. and she's so pumped because she wants to do a bridge from this hill over here. And then she wants a zip line to that. And so, all right, grab the tape. Let's see how, yeah. you know, teaching her how to use a tape. She knows how to use a tape measure better than some people that are older than me. They don't even know how to read, you know, a tape. It's awesome. Crazy. Absolutely. You'll be surprised. Yeah. I mean, and you'll be surprised. People can't leave their phone alone. There's a lot yeah. of apprentices on the, on the contractors that we have, and the phone is a huge problem. I mean, yeah. yes. I, it is. It truly is an addiction. It is. For some it, people. it most definitely it is. is. And you know, I catch myself too because you know we're running social media stuff. You know, for the podcast, right. and you know, just and trying to promote my company, and then trying to schedule. I you keep know, sending them bids. dick pics. You know, yeah, that, they that just, just gets throws, in the mix. That, I, I get just like, whoa, <laughs> man. <laughs> No, the the problem, yeah, the phones are a problem. It's it's really, you have got to exercise self-control in some form or fashion. If that means you got to put a timer on your phone, whatever it is, it, it, phones are right. a problem on the job. So Yeah, so I've seen a lot of people where the foremans or journeymen are trying to teach apprentices and they, they lose it. They don't teach them anymore. They, yeah. Can you put that damn phone down? Like, yeah. just for a minute, I'm like trying to teach you something. Yep. And like, that's what people like. That's why they they weren't raised right, and it always goes back to that. They weren't raised right, but what was their foundation? Who raised those kids? Yeah, why correct. are they like that? There's always a reason. What there's direction were they steered in? You I can't what? believe he's right. twenty years old. I, I, know. I will say there's one exception to this. They better be on fucking diesel and iron. Bam. That's there it is. <laughs> and be listening to sweat and grind. Yeah, they're trying. Exactly. They're trying to find us. Exactly. Yeah. And that's acceptable. Oh, okay. All right. You carry on. They better sir. know who Matt motherfucking Totten is. <laughs> Matt motherfucking Totten says it's okay to watch diesel and iron. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Well, man, it's been a pleasure to hear you tell your story tonight, but we're going to leave you with this one last question. Here it is. If you could change anything, what would your dream <laughs> job be? Wow. Boom. That's a really tough one. I wasn't even ready. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Um, what is it, actually? It's all right. Um, you can take a minute. Are you going through the file cabinet or something trying to find it? Uh, you know what? He's putting no. his razor blade down from cutting those lines earlier. So give him a second. Don't be, don't be over there asking Daddy Google now. <laughs> what is my life goal? Um, what is my life goal? Um, well, I, I I love construction, but like I gotta no, I gotta I gotta add some spice to that. Give me yeah. a race car driver, yeah. president. Yeah, bring it on, man. Dream big. Um, I want to be Ron Jeremy. I'm, I'm getting nervous <laughs> for you now. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, this yeah. is going to be Mark, good. Come on. I, after I listen to podcasts, like every other, like when I you listen, like, I always think to my, you ask the question and I think it to myself and I can't think about it. And then now actually, you're actually asking it to me and I can't think of something. Um, <laughs> We got all night, bro. Yeah, yeah, okay. There's no pressure think, here. We can fill our, time. Our audience will sit here for hours. Absolutely, because we've got just witty banter coming full full speed. <laughs> I think I would genuinely like to be like a a huge, huge farmer, like agriculture wise. Like really, really. Yeah. And why is that? Uh, I think just views like the machinery. I like combines and stuff like that like yeah. i want to be a, like a big mass producer one of the biggest farms in the in the world that produces like the most corn or something like that you know yeah, like yeah you know, after, so the, we have after the diesel prices go down yes for sure yeah no so, i love that that's a good that answer man. I talk to the farmer yeah that is so, awesome caesar thanks for being on today with yeah, us brother, man. it was a pleasure meeting you and I hope we, you know, like we all say um, to everybody else, we love staying in touch with you guys. We want to, you know, not just don't talk to Brian anymore. You can That's reach right. out to us too. That's we're, right. We're, we're probably better mentors. <laughs> right. See, this is why I don't share any information with these guys. They're constantly trying to undermine my authority. <laughs> well, thanks, Caesar. We really do appreciate you being on, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Give us a rating. Give us a review. We'll talk to you guys on the next version. Go over to Instagram. Yeah. Follow, absolutely. like us, go to Facebook, comment, let us know, show us pictures, show us your face, show us what you do. Yeah. Let's see it. Absolutely. And in fact, we are always looking for pictures of what you guys are doing on the jobs. Come over to Instagram and share those pictures with us so we can highlight you, spotlight you, we'll tag you. Uh, let us drive some traffic to your social media pages so we can spotlight you, what you're doing as a contractor. And but, ship us a message if yes. you'd like to be on the podcast. We yes. love talking with you guys. We we are very approachable. I love getting distracted during the day when I'm working. I'm like, oh, I got a message. Yeah, so do absolutely. it. So Throw it at us. All that being said, you guys have a great night. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime. Back to the